Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about how to combat revenge bedtime procrastination, new research into how ridiculously fast elephants can suck water into their trunks, and how pineapples eat you back. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Some days, by the time work is over, the dishes are done, and the house is relatively tidy, it can feel like it's already time to go to sleep. But you want your me time, so you scroll, or you binge watch, or you play a video game, or you read instead of going to sleep. And you wake up the next morning feeling tired and cranky. Now, if this sounds familiar, you'll be happy to know that it actually has a name. Revenge Bedtime Procrastination. And even better, psychologists have found some strategies to help reduce revenge bedtime procrastination and get to bed on time. The concept of bedtime procrastination has been around since 2014. Researchers at the time defined it as the act of going to bed later than you plan to, even though no external factors get in the way. Revenge bedtime procrastination is a little different, not in how it happens, but in the emotions behind it. If you feel like you're staying up late because work or other responsibilities have stolen away the rest of your day, you might be experiencing revenge bedtime procrastination. A 2018 study showed that the less enjoyable a person's day was, the more likely they were to put off sleep in favor of doing some of the fun things they hadn't had a chance to do during normal waking hours. Revenge bedtime procrastination is just one way that people try to reclaim their time. But there aren't any advantages to missing out on sleep. In fact, a lack of sleep has been linked to weight gain, poor mood regulation, poor heart health, and inflammation, in addition to mental health challenges. Skimping on sleep can make your day less enjoyable, which is what causes revenge bedtime procrastination in the first place. So how do you fight it? Researchers say it's important to carve out me time for yourself earlier in the day, whether it's using your lunch break or time right after work to take a walk or read a book or play a video game. It's worth it to set the time aside. Try to do something fun every day well before it's time to go to bed. And then when the day is done, put away your screens, take a hot shower or bath and go to sleep distraction free. Elephant trunks are amazing. They have over 40,000 muscles and are strong enough to rip trees out of the ground, but also somehow have the dexterity to pluck a single leaf from a tree. They also have an incredible sense of smell. Now, new research has found that elephant trunks can suck up water at speeds 30 times faster than you can sneeze. I know, right? Researchers at Georgia Tech learned this during a recent study examining how elephants use their trunks to pick up food. Their goal was to better understand how elephants manage to handle small food items that should be, in theory, too small for their trunk to grab. In their experiment, they placed small rutabaga cubes onto a platform for the elephant to eat. At first, the elephant used the end of its trunk to scoop the cubes into a small pile. But instead of pinching the cube with the end of its trunk as if with a thumb and forefinger, it made what the researchers describe as a slurping sound and sucked up all the cubes into its trunk before transferring the food to its mouth. 
This was surprising because not many land animals feed by using suction. Besides, the vacuum force needed to pick up vegetable cubes needs to be pretty strong. So the researchers dug in. Their experiments found that an elephant's suction ability can be really delicate. Like when they placed a tortilla chip on the platform, the elephant used just enough suction to hold the chip to the end of its trunk without breaking it. But that suction can also be really powerful, and that's where things get mind-blowing. When the elephant was allowed to suck water out of an aquarium, its trunk was capable of pulling in about one gallon or four liters of water in 1.5 seconds. To do that, the water has to move into the trunk at more than 300 miles per hour, or nearly 500 kilometers per hour. For reference, a human sneeze travels at a speed of right around 10 miles per hour, or about 16 kilometers per hour. But it's not clear whether elephants use suction to feed in the wild. A lot of what they might eat doesn't require suction feeding, and they definitely don't want dust and twigs getting trapped in their trunks. Because that would really suck. Have you ever wondered why eating too much pineapple can make your tongue hurt? The answer is simple. It contains a substance that breaks down proteins. In other words, when you eat pineapple, it eats you back. Here's how that happens. All kinds of meat are made out of proteins, from beef to your own tongue. Proteins are responsible for a lot of what it takes to make a living thing grow and, well, keep it alive. Proteins are made out of long, long chains of much smaller molecules called amino acids. They make those chains with what are called peptide bonds. The most common form of protein in the human body is collagen. It exists between cells and it's what gives shape to muscles, skin, bones, basically everything. And here's where pineapples come in. The prickly fruit contains a compound called bromelain. It's a mixture of two different enzymes that break down proteins, called proteases. Remember those peptide bonds that link up the amino acids to make proteins? Well, it just so happens that the proteases in bromelain have the right biochemical makeup to wiggle themselves in between amino acids and break the peptide bonds. And that destroys our precious proteins. That destructive quality is the reason pineapple juice is good for tenderizing meat. And it's also the reason eating pineapple can make your tongue and mouth and throat hurt. The fruit is literally dissolving your body. The good news is that it isn't dangerous. I mean, sure, you lose some peptide bonds when chowing down on a juicy piece of pineapple. But there are plenty more where those came from. As soon as you start eating, your body jumps into action, fixing the damage and metabolizing the proteases that are, well, trying to digest you. But if you really want to avoid the burn, here are a couple tips. There are higher levels of bromelain in the pineapple stem, so avoid that if you can. And bromelain can't handle the heat, so cooking a pineapple dish above 158 degrees Fahrenheit or 70 degrees Celsius will neutralize the enzymes and keep your mouth safe, sound, and undissolved. All right, well, let's recap what we learned today. Starting with the fact that revenge bedtime procrastination describes that thing where you go to bed later than you'd planned so you can do all the fun things you didn't have a chance to do earlier in the day. So to fight it, carve out some fun time earlier in the day, maybe during your lunch break or after work. 
That way, you can feel like you had some you time before bedtime. This also describes my entire adult life. <laughs> I know it does. No, like this is really real and like bad. Since we researched this, I have actually started scheduling 30 to 60 minutes of video game time in the middle of my day. That's great. Like I just need it. And uh, it has been pretty helpful. It hasn't been an overnight fix, but it does mean that at the end of the day, sometimes I'll pick up a game and I'll just be like, okay, well, I already played this today. I don't really need a whole lot more. So from time to time, it has helped. <laughs> yeah. I mean, scheduling is always a really good way to take some of the guilt out of doing something in the middle of the day. Like if you have it scheduled and you won't go over the time that you set out for it, then yeah, go ahead and do it. It's like budgeted in your time. One thing that I kind of like to do during the workday is combine my normal work tasks with fun things. So like as a podcaster, I spend a lot of time listening to audio. So whenever I need to listen to audio for my job, I'll load it onto my phone and I'll go for a walk while I'm listening to it. It actually helps me listen to it with a more critical ear, too. Like I find that it actually makes me better at that task. But it also gets me outside, kind of out in nature, in the fresh air, and it makes my whole day kind of better. Also a good tip. I've done a little bit of that in the past, but I found that totally disconnecting has been better for me. There are certain things that can kind of do that with a little bit of doing both at once, but other times you just got to step away. You definitely do. Yeah. We also learned that we already knew that elephant trunks were amazing, but look out. Because scientists just learned they're even more amazing. They can suck water at speeds 30 times faster than you sneeze. We're talking a whole gallon every second and a half. But that suction can also be really gentle. The same elephant used its trunk like a vacuum hose to gently pick up a tortilla chip without breaking it. I can't even do that half the time. This elephant sounds like an excellent party guest. Talk about a trick. A neat trick, Ashley. Yeah, I mean, just so gentle and polite. Yeah. I love it. When you have a housewarming party and I come down to Asheville, I will bring an elephant. Please don't. Please don't do that. You sure? <laughs> I mean, in my heart, I really want you to. Would you turn me away if I showed up with an elephant? Would you be like, you can't bring that. You can't bring that here. <laughs> I would probably lose my deposit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> And we learned that pineapple makes your mouth hurt because it's literally eating you back. It contains a compound called bromelain, which is made up of two different enzymes that break down proteins. You know, proteins like the ones in your mouth. It's not dangerous because your body just grows those proteins right back. But if you want to avoid it, stick to the part of the fruit that's far away from the stem or try cooking it. You know, like on a pizza. Are we going to do this? <laughs> I'm a fan of pineapple on pizza. Uh, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. This is a fun podcast where people come to hear people be happy about things. Well, just just know that Cody's not happy about the topic we're talking about. Let's just say I like pepperoni pizza a lot. Let's keep it positive. Pepperoni's my jam. Let's go there. One thing I've actually been getting into as an adult is anchovies. Like, I know the Ninja Turtles always taught me that anchovies don't go on pizza. But actually, anchovies make everything better. They make everything more tasty. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. It takes some getting used to. Very salty. Very salty. Yes. But, you know, if you take an anchovy and mix it up in, like, 
salad dressing or a sauce or something. It just gives more depth to it. It's just really good. I My fridge is never without a jar of anchovies in it. Nice. Yeah. Come for the science, stay for the cooking channel. Heck yeah. Today's writers were Kelsey Donk, Cameron Duke, and Grant Curran. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. You can go to bed on time tonight knowing that you carved out some time to listen to Curiosity Daily. And you can sleep even better knowing you can join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.